I would just kind of get it in between. Okay. But I can still hear all of you. Okay. Because um, like when I went off uh, to make some food uh, before you got on, Matthew, I, um, when I came back, I was muted and I don't. Yes, I that's because I was tired of listening to that music. <laughs> oh, oh, yep. okay. All right. So the host has the, has the power to mute. Um, okay. All right. It's like the perfect GM. The GM's just like, I'm God. And this is not the soundtrack to my world. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome to another episode of Arkov's A Marriage of Serpents, uh, episode, I believe, six. <clears throat> In the last episode of A Marriage of Serpents, um, our intrepid heroes followed their host, uh, Daru O'Boyne, across the city, first in the old market, exploring um, the home of um, Donald Alou and finding his wife and their many children in relative distress at his absence. And involuntarily, um, Sisyphus sensing the hatred that evidently the builder structure that is um, the ribbon uh, the the travel road out of the center of uh, Kerkuval, um, sensing its hatred for the humans that remain in Kerkuval, he uh, reacted in rage and literally knocked the roof off of uh, the Olu's uh, house. And, uh, and then fled from angry neighbors through the bog. Uh, having collected themselves on the other end of the bog, they decided that um, they needed to follow Daru's path since he had not returned to his most excellent wife. Um, and so they made their way across uh, Kirkuval in the dark to the Clearwater District and finding a, the walled enclave in which Bandon Alu resides, uh, one of the other missing fighters that you mentioned to Daru. Uh, they attempted to make their way in and were stopped by a, um, by a um, contentious woman named Dara who challenged them on every point. And when they mentioned that they were following Daru O'Boyne, um, <clears throat> told them that he'd come and caused a ruckus and must have fled over the wall uh, because she hadn't seen him return and grudgingly allowed them to follow his path um, to the Olu compound against the, uh, the outer wall of um, this little community. Inside they found the animals uh, uh, cared for by the by, uh, abandoned Olu's family in distress and already uh, clumped together and um, afraid. They found that the, uh, the large dune occupied um, by the Olu, by Bandon's family, um, had been sealed, at least the front part of it, by a very powerful magic. And they, uh, they went around through the sheep and um, chicken uh, pen on the side 
of the house to the middle of the house uh, and went in through a shutter um, where they found a house not in an unusual state of disarray until they got to the back of the house and there seemed to be a loom area um, that was in significant disarray. And when they, uh, when they lit candles, um, they saw that uh, the wool had been pulled apart and disarrayed in such a way that it looked um, like the web of a spinner. And in the center of it, there was a, a, a large wooden door leading down into the cellar that was open. And um, they stood for a long moment in the blooming of the light and regarded the disarray of the, um, of the wool uh, pulled apart there from the loom. And while it is possible that a spinner arranged it, there was no substance to their quick examination that revealed it to be anything but wool. So it was a loom and a number of uh, woolen supplies uh, pulled apart and organized in the centered um, orderly way that a web of the spinners is organized. And from the open door, bleeding down below oh. the family's large oh, home into the dark, um, there was no light nor sound. Go ahead. So a spinner's web, um, what kind of web do they have? Is it like a really nice symmetrical thing, like a golden orb spider where you've got kind of this large, like um, very circular web? Or is it more like a black widow where you kind of have um, just all these little strands and it looks like they kind of just like pooped out like this kind of messy cob, like, like so cobweb upon cobweb. So typically a spinner is very... Um, organized and orderly about the okay. web uh, that they spin. Okay. So they actually and know this, what they're doing, unlike and Black this, Widows. This show, well, Black Widows are just high all the time because they're some bad bitches. Um, uh, but uh, spinners, on the other hand, um, are orderly and methodical and okay. and the and the the spreading of the wool up here is orderly and methodical, but not in fact made of a spinner's right, right. sticky web material. Right. Is that, that's weird. Mm -hmm. Like, like it's almost. Oh yeah, that's weird I mean, enough to leave and go find the, um, uh, the, 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 the Gardi Shihana. Uh huh. Absolutely. Uh, and yes, the Guardi Shahana person, again. Uh, at least one person who was here before you did not do that. <laughs> uh, the Guardi Shahana are an idea um, birthed by the Tuhal, by by the the first lord of Tuhal here in Kerkuval, which is there should be some uh, persons that are responsible for the public peace, which is okay. a novel concept. 
Which is a novel concept. There, there, in the past, there hasn't been a public kind of guard. So are these like police? Are these like yeah. secret police? That's secret. They're, no, they're, they're like police. They, okay. This is the only city on this continent that has police. Uh-huh. Right. Um, so they deal with everything that's not magic related, in which case they're like, nope, we're going to call a witch hunter. And... <laughs> right. They, I mean, they're, 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 they're responsible for keeping the public peace. So whatever happens, they respond and then they figure out how to deal with it and who to call to, to deal uh-huh. with it. And so if it's, mag- if it's in fact magical, they would absolutely call um, a, re- a red wizard. Uh, a okay. Drew Derek, uh, a servant of the the Red Blade. So, so I was curious earlier, like the wool, the wool came from inside the room, right? There was actually like spools of wool. Do we see? So like, there, is, the, so there is a loom and yeah. a and a spinning wheel in the room, right? Yes, this, and. And the wool, and and there seems to have been some wool besides that on some tables. Right. Uh, there, there are like some tables kind of built in in front of some shutters um, that look out onto the yard. And um, yeah, the web seems to have been the the web seems to have been constructed of them. And, and the construction of the web does it seem like a human could have done it, or does it still seem like it was a spinner that did it? Is it, are the connections not? Mm. <clears throat> Question. Um, so as, as you um, give it a closer eye, Kian, who you have passed through um, the intervening mountains between Tuhal and Kahal and certainly at least seen a spinner's web because um, they live in the mountains of Kahal as well. Um, right. If this is a human undertaking, it's a it's a very deliberate one because um, the the wool has clearly been taken from multiple sources, and but it's not like it's not like yarns of wool have been spread up from a central knotted point and kind of all anchored together like a human carpenter would do. It's like wool that was in the room was spread out and then sort of clarified in the intervening spaces. And so it looks to you like a very convincing um, spinner's web. And Dale asked a good question, like are the connections knotted? They are not. So what's holding it up? Is, the, the the mutual tension of uh, uh, of lamb's wool. You're not sure what's anchoring it to the walls because you haven't ventured into it. But but as you look close, it's clearly not like yarns of wool knotted together and then spread back out. If I it's, fall, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, if I follow the strand to the wall, what like what is connecting it to the wall? Um, so you you lean in. Um, what are you using for light? I think so we actually we 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 found a torch in the front room. 
that was mm -hmm. unlit and we lit it. So I think okay. I'm using that. Um, so you would know that torchlight close to unraveled wool is a dangerous thing. Ah. Is there not being kind of familiar with anything past modern technology? Like, is there a way that you would be able to shield it and still have some light? Like a like a lamp that they would use glass or something to kind yeah, of yeah. So I mean, there might there might there there are sort of hurricane lamps, mm -hmm. like glass funnels around candles. I mean that that technology certainly exists. Uh, is it possible that I could find one of those in the house? So you go searching for alternative light sources. Yeah, this okay. is this is important enough to do an investigation of the room before we go in. I think. At least he yeah. thinks so. And what are and so uh, Sisyphus, as I recall, remained outside with the um, with the the clumped up sheep and the chickens. And uh, Cecile is in here with us. Yeah. On his gloved palms. Mm -hmm. And um, Clayborn he was on my back, and, and and I gave yep. him to Clayborn. <laughs> hmm. So, um, while Kian is uh, uh, looking around, uh, Claiborne is going to walk right up to the, uh, uh, to the web and examine it and its attachment to the wall. Okay. Um, it's clearly not, it's clearly all the same substance. It's clearly wool, but mm -hmm. It's also clearly been worked um, methodically somehow. So are you, are you just looking or are you gonna do like an investigation? Um, is seeing as a spider's web is in its basic form, a trap. Um, I'm going to do an investigation without touching. Excellent. And so what are you tapping? Um, oh, and I wanted to say, um, this is Marriage of Serpents, episode six, The Spiral. Not ominous at all. No, I'm totally fine. So do you have any tags that you can tap to perform this investigation, Gail? Um, I think... Hang, hang on. Ah. Uh, um. So I think maybe you could yeah. use shapes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because I'm perceiving the shapes uh, separate from their uh, visual. Um, 
visual quality. Yeah. Okay. So 2d6 plus 1. Mm -hmm. Ah, come on. Ooh, it's rough. Yep. Alrighty. Um, so you uh, you lean uh, you lean forward to examine one of the connections with the wall, and it's uh, it's just so dark in here that everything is sort of gray and you know and the 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 wool is so thin. And then you realize that you've leaned forward far enough without realizing it that several of the lower strands have started into your body and you jerk backwards. Um, pulling the entire assembly off the wall after you. And, and then you turn to avoid it, which pulls it off the other wall. And the loom kind of crashes down to the ground. <laughs> and you you turn several times uh, quickly trying to free yourself of of the the wool strands, and you become sort of entombed in them. And so you you sort of end up as like a a two-armed, one-bodied, enormous wool dummy. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at my roll, and it's not snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you need a seven to hit. <laughs> so, um, so you missed, and it doesn't do any damage. It doesn't have any lasting consequences, but um, it does sort of uh, move against the intent of the investigation. Yeah. Um, Look on the bright side. I mean, the Aztecs and American civilizations were all about kind of that cloth armor. And <laughs> whoa, whoa! Oh, I didn't. I didn't wow, see John. I wow. See that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Google for the Michelin Man. Did not see that. <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> Done. He is fully okay. functional. Um, it does look to you. It does look to you, judging by the the chunks of something that isn't wool that got pulled in, that um, the web was being held to the walls with uh, beeswax. Oh. So, Kian. Um, you come in, you come back into the room um, with a hurricane lamp with a with a <laughs> with a copper 
<laughs> with a <laughs> copper ring, with a copper base, with a with a slender glass chimney, with a fat beeswax candle in it. Um, and it turns out the spider's got Claiborne. <laughs> and sadly, the spinners have claimed Claiborne. I fear that I require some assistance. Oh, Claiborne. <laughs> it's hard I, to be sticky. Uh, Claiborne's I, not fireproof, is he? <laughs> He is, actually. Oh, well, then there's a very quick way to resolve Yeah, Cecile asked that. It's like, Claiborne, are you fireproof? Yes. Unfortunately, the rafters above me are not. Hmm, that's a good point. And I'm not fireproof. Yeah, and let's try not to destroy another roof today. <laughs> Kian says putting the lamp down gingerly. Cecile looks hurt again. <laughs> it was part of a roof. Like a tenth of it. Mm-hmm. He says pulling strands of wool. <laughs> so uh, e- Easily your, your companions free you from, from the wool okay. that has come loose from the walls. Is, this is so clearly it's... not really a spinner's web. Um. Is there is there is there any sign of the kind of not work symbol that I noticed earlier? No. Can I conduct an investigation? Sure. Um, D- Dale, you were asking a question. What was oh, it? Sorry. Is the wool sticky? So, <laughs> as a being made of damp clay, all wool is sticky to you? Okay. <laughs> it, but it, 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 I, I mean, it, it does, it's not like, um, it's not like dipped in glue sort of no. spider web stickiness. No. It just—it's just that you leaned against it, and then you were like, "Ah!" And then it sprang free, and you turned to get away from it, and walked away, and it wrapped around you, and yeah. No, it it's... doesn't seem particularly engineered to be sticky. Although, although wool uh, untreated has an enormous amount of lanolin in it, mm. and um, wax lanolin is essentially like wax. And so wax would also adhere very well to your body. And so this must be like relatively fresh wool. Hmm. And so John, you're going to conduct an investigation? Yeah, I think I'm going to um, use my uh, science of letters like I did in the spinner cage at the Proving Grounds. Oh, well, and that worked out great, so. Worked out better than some of the things I've tried. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would like to tap uh, my perceptive uh, science of letters. um, And secrets. 
from my mission. Okay, and so, okay, Th those seem fine to me. What, what do we see? Yeah, hold on one second. I, I wanna check something real quick. Um, can you remind me what a gold juice does? Um, so you can spend it to like create a, an ephemeral assist or other helpful marker. It's a consumable though, right? It goes away? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'll save it. Um, yeah. So, oh, and can I tap, uh, you can only, do you tap three or four max? I forget. Three? Three. Okay. So I got three. Um, I, I think he does the same thing and he does it intentionally the same way that he did it in the cages. So for the others there present, it's very familiar and he's deliberately kind of doing it because he's trying to see if there's a connection between this arrangement and what happened earlier. And even though the web is now gone and kind of destroyed, um, like before, he's kind of looking for the thread of what was really being done here. And so as he conducts his investigation, there's, a, there's an aspect of it at first that is kind of the physical, meticulous patient examination of somebody who's trained as he is um, in tradecraft. But as he goes, he marks into the earth or in the walls, uh, and he's he's you notice that he's following the the threads of where the wool had been which i assume that there's still some of it left either adhere to the wall or here or there and he's kind of making ruins into the earth or into the walls with um i think a kind of a stylus that he, he carries for this purpose and he kind of carves them in um, in a sequence and every time he does so the first one just looks like a carving but every subsequent carving glows a little bit more brightly Wait, can can i just clarify here for a second poor um sisyphus got in huge trouble because he stood up a little too fast and put his head through the roof but it's perfectly okay if the human uh, wizard just goes through into a house and just starts writing on their walls without it so much as an introduction. There's a, there's a term that we call probable cause. <laughs> also white privilege. Go on, John. Yes. I'm not a member of the Gardi, but I am <laughs> a servant of a noble house. So. <laughs> also, just checking. Just also, checking. Also, Important, important observation. Nobody's here right now, <laughs> which was not true at the other house. Oh, so this is kind of like teeping their walls while they're not here kind of a thing. <laughs> so with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and make my roll. Uh, hey, if you don't get caught. Exactly. Kia never claimed not to be a hypocrite. He just claimed to be practical. <laughs> uh, ten. Dynamite. Okay. No, not dynamite. Oh, ten. it's just it's a great success. But. Yeah. What is dynamite? 
12. Ah, oh, okay. Um, okay, so you get three questions regarding the, the web and the construction of the web. Um, what is the purpose of the web? The original purpose of the web was to defend the room. Uh, okay, defend the room. Has that purpose already been fulfilled or? Yeah, yes. I see. Um, whatever happened to whatever the whatever happened to what it was defending against? It was co-opted. Hmm. That's my three, right? Yeah. So I pass on. Um, and the, and and in the in the pale light of the runes. Um, the the image of a spinner crawling up out of the out of the hole in the ground appears and it's sort of rearing back on its on its posterior legs and exposing its face with its many eyes glowing like golden runes and hissing and then it fades oh It's possible. Are you okay, human wizard? You look like you just saw a ghost. Uh, do the others see that image? Yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, but I think as that happens, Kian like reaches over to kind of scrub out the last rune, but he, it, it <laughs> kind of vanishes before he does so. But then he does it anyways. <laughs> he, scrubs, <laughs> he scrubs it out. Um, this might be optimistic, but I think the room has already acted against one of the spinners that seemed to try to escape through here. We might be looking at the aftermath. Perhaps Daru is safe there's, after all. There's no blood. That's a good sign. Um, so the spinners, do they eat their victims whole or do they like suck the juices out? They suck the juices out. So there would be rem remnants if they ate yeah. somebody. Yeah. But remember that when we looked in the spider, in the spinners cages, there were empty shells of insects, but nothing like that. But there were insects. So they did leave something behind. Just the, the, the shells. Right. right. They didn't suck them dry. And I don't see anything like that around here, which is a good sign. Yeah. Um, I reach over for the lamp. I think I'm going to go below. Would you be willing to free us before you go? Oh, I thought we did. I thought it so, too. I thought we, we pulled yeah. all the... <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that. Okay. No, Paul even I, said that we freed you without much trouble. Me standing in a cocoon of uh, no. 
No, but <laughs> that was the first. That was the first so, thing we did. So there, there's a pile of slightly clay damp wool, about half your size, and then you. Okay. Uh, so Cecile kind of raises a finger. Master, he says, with a whole bunch of um. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with heavy parentheses around it. Um, is it wise for us to stay here in the case of somebody coming? And he kind of points at some of the drawings on the wall and then he kind of points at the, the wall on the floor and he points out like a couple of scuff marks on the floor and just a little bit of dirt that's been tracked in. Well, perhaps you would be safe from the law. I feel that perhaps Claiborne and I would be judged harshly for our participation in this. What looks a little bit like larceny, breaking and entering. I can bring you outside to Sisyphus. The window through which we entered this place was already broken, and we have not taken anything from this place. I suspect that whoever resides here is gone for an extended period or has already met a rather unwelcome fate. I agree. Right, that also makes me just a little bit nervous. So if the the humans come and they're dead and we clearly came in here. I just, I just think that they might jump to some conclusions. <laughs> there is certainly a risk, Kian says, acknowledging. Yeah, I think you hear just a little Cecil, Cecile um, under his breath. <laughs> yeah, more risk for us, less for you. <laughs> I can bring you back to the window. I can walk on my own. He kind of gets off and he's kind of going on, on his, his hands. Um, provided we survive, where are you going? I don't know. I'm just saying we should. He's going to whisper to Sisyphus to kind of keep his eyes open through the window. And then to. Um, I think Sisyphus is actually fairly. Imagine, imagine an enormous Saren um, leaning back against the building and looking to one side as though he's camouflaged. And <laughs> well, I think the thing is he's kind of stone looking. So I think what he does is he just kind of rolls into this sort of mound thing and he just kind of looks like this big like rock that's sort of taken residence. It totally worked on me yard. when when I woke uh, up at the <laughs> When I woke up at the uh, going around. when I woke up at the uh, at the uh, the fall down, like I didn't even know that it was not a rock at first. So, so I think he is going to make. There's these. Um, what would be like a native? Is there like a native um, frog, like a bullfrog or something similar? Many. 
Okay. So he, he knows a couple different calls and he's going to signal us if somebody gets close. Okay. I don't want says incomprehensibly. <laughs> I I don't want you to feel like you have to do this, Cecilio. I think Clayborn and I will be safe enough if you wish to wait oh, with Sisyphus. I'll see you the rest of the way. I just thought one of us should be the voice of reason. If we're going to ignore reason, we should just at least admit to it. He kind of climb, clambers back up on Clayborn's shoulders. <laughs> Kian purses his lips very tightly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. How do we proceed? Going underground. How long would this lamp last? So it's a it's a beeswax. It's a it's a short, like three inch wide, a three inch tall, three inch wide with three wicks beeswax candle. So it would burn for a day or more. Oh. So the only danger is it is either you dropping it or the the glass coming off, um, and the and the light going out. If that happens, I can lead you. You did so. You did as well in the bog, Claiborne. So, Kian, are you taking the lead, or are you letting Claiborne go first, or what do you uh, do? I'll let Claiborne take the lead, <laughs> although I, I will follow behind with the, the lamp. You are important, and I will follow you. <laughs> right behind you. And then, and then you go first, Claiborne, or you wait for him? That's all he says. Okay. <laughs> and so you wait for it. You just stand there staring at him. Yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, the dream was so nice to volunteer. It would be a shame to not take him up on the <laughs> Kian eyes the, to seal so much more risk for the, you. The pain the of light of Rugan <laughs> leaking through the shutters in this room. The, the, um, yeah. Makes a gray mockery of progress. Kian muttering <laughs> goes on into the darkness. Okay. Um, you descend down to the dark, and there is the there is the soft, um, uh, inescapable order of uh, odor of mildew, and then um, the smell of like turnips is what you get some earthen something um so you descend um 11 steps down the little uh wooden ladder uh descending from the door and um reach damp earth under your feet 
and the and the smell of turnips. Um, how big is the space? How wide is the space down here as I leave the ladder? Um, so you step away from the ladder and kind of um, wave the candle lantern right and left. Um, and it's maybe four or five spaces across and there seem to be bins tucked into like cutouts in the walls. And it's obvious that on the other side of the basement um, from the ladder, that the wall has collapsed. Mm. Um, I look at the wall that's collapsed. Can I see through it? Darkness. I get closer. I move towards it. Okay. So he's moving away from the bottom of the ladder, uh, carrying a small circle of light with him. Okay. Are you <laughs> remaining up in the room? I assume oh, no, we're, we're, we're following. We're following. Okay. Um, is this a passageway or is it architecture? I mean, is it a tunnel or is it architecture? So, so there's there's a wooden ladder down into an earthen basement. Okay. Okay. And so that's you know homesteading. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then as uh, as the two of you uh, reach the bottom of the stairs and turn. Um, Kian steps forward and kind of extends the the candle lantern um, through the collapsed earthen wall, um, and you see maybe two or three rough feet of uh, earthwork, and then um, and then uh, what is obviously like smooth granite, and you see steps leading away and down. Um, I look around for evidence that Darrow has been here. So it looks like, it looks like, um, the cellar was originally about as big as that back room, uh, with earthen walls all around and, and there were some dugouts with, um, large wooden containers. Um, but it looks like in this wall, the, there was a large section that was just a curve of earthwork. And it looks like it burst into this room oh. for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And you don't see any marks or any, any anything, but then you see um, obviously like carved white granite steps moving down and away from you. I'm going to turn around slowly and I think the two of you see the light move like from, you know, the light is on the other side of my body and as I turn, the light reveals my face. Um, and I actually go back past you 
actually, actually, I think what I do is I set it gingerly on the ground next to a, like supported by a wall. Um, I don't know how far the light will go, but if it's far enough, I'm going to actually look into the container or one of the containers down here. Yeah, so um, there are six containers. There are six like wooden um, kind of drawers kind of set into the wall. And um, they contain uh, potatoes, onions, turnips, carrots, beets, and nothing. And nothing? Like nothing else. Yeah. Or is there There's an one, empty? That, one that's empty? Does it look recently used? No. There's a few like gray bits of something at the bottom, but mm. doesn't look like it's been used in a while. Take a gray bit and sniff it. Okay. Uh, cabbage, maybe. Yeah. It would make sense that there wouldn't be any cabbage then here this time of year. Um. Turn back towards Claybull. Do you have any sense of how long ago this wall might have been collapsed, Claybourne? That is an interesting question. Do I? Um. Uh, oh, how would you know that? Or how would you figure it out? Um, there's a certain in in any um, basement with earthen walls there's going to be a certain level of dust on things and it's possible to have rubble without dust on it. Mm. Like is the rubble fresh enough that it hasn't collected the slight layer of dust that everything else does. Okay. Um, and what, what, tag would that be oh um i i think that would fall under shapes and possibly also geology okay also um chunks of an earthen wall are going to be dry on the outside and moist where it was broken open. Okay. There, there if it's recent. Huh? If, if it's, it's recent. Yeah, there will be a difference in the moisture of the chunks. Mm -hmm. So are you claiming all three of your pliable pillars? <laughs> um I'll, I'll no. give them to you. Um, I, I think just I think just two of those. Okay. So two d six plus two. Mm -hmm. 
greedy. Well, that's better. Hey, adequate, more than adequate. Okay. So, um, so you have two questions, and so you get to choose whether this in exposes you to danger, whether the clues you get are fuzzy, incomplete, or um, whether um, whether the the basements or whatever made the wall collapse gets to know something about you. Oh, I th I think definitely exposed me to danger. Okay. Ooh. All right. So, what are your two questions? about the, the collapse wall. Did it happen in the last few hours? No, it was in the last few days. Hmm. What was the mechanism used to collapse the wall? Um, air pressure. Really? Yeah. Asne. Okay, so how much of the uh, how much of the ceiling collapses on me? <laughs> <laughs> no, everything's fine. Ah, excellent! I'm really glad that everything's fine. Stop that. And so you, you rise from one knee among the dirt clods. Oh, uh, do you want me to uh, tell them yeah. what I found? Uh, We're not. I am surprised to be telling you that this did not happen recently. It was perhaps a few days ago. Only a few days? Interesting, because the incident at the Proving Ground was a few weeks ago. Yes, it is interesting. Also, this wall was blown down. 
blown down. As if a great wind. Huh. Not an exploding fire, you understand, but a wind. There's a, as he makes this pronouncement, there is a strange scent in the air that isn't turnips or beets or ancient cabbage, something else. There's certainly the smell of granite in the air, but something else. Something organic? You think so. Is there a scent of rot? No. Can I do a no my knowledge of what's past? Absolutely. So that's part of my divination, the dreams of the dragon. And then that would be the, um, yeah, the knowledge of what's past. Uh-huh. And any other tags you're tapping? Um, I don't think so. Not for divination, no. Okay. So. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tap a weakness, which is beacon. Okay. So that would be minus and, one. I have the plus and one. Drag you back down uh, into the previous category. Okay. Wait, what, what, what do you mean by category? Um, so 10 or higher, you succeed without complication. Mm -hmm. um, seven to nine, you succeed with complication. But I got an 11. Oh, you did? Yep, because I didn't add the plus one. I just oh. rolled the two dice and then. Is it too late? Oh, okay. Is it too late to use one of my hurt slash help points? Because I've got two for Cecile and I haven't had a chance to use them yet. I, I think it is. So. Okay. Next time. John didn't want me to succeed either. <laughs> no, no, no. I wanted to give you like a an attention. I wanted to give you a good thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's a ten. So you have uh, two questions about what, or one question about what passed here in the earth. Um, so the earth kind of records what kind of goes on. So I want to know what or who was here. 
<laughs> the insignificant. That's all I get for 10, Humphrey. <laughs> I mean, you're asking the Earth who came here? Fine, fine. We'll do. Um, People I don't care about. Right. If I rephrase that. Um, oh, stingy. <clears throat> can I ask um, something along the lines of something's kind of like come and gone? Like I can kind of see its path as kind of coming. Do I know like which direction this force left? Down. Okay. So just further down. Uh, so, so, so the, the, the benefit of John, the sorry. benefit of that answer is, you know, this isn't gods or servants of the dragon or, you know, this is people, this is people who cares. Okay. The living, the dead, the living past here. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's some uh, uh, comfort, at least, yeah. for you. We still you. haven't. Yeah, we still haven't found the the human warrior we're looking for. Yeah. Do you pass that information on, Cecile? Yeah. Uh, in which case, I think Kian says, that's actually helpful, because that tells us that probably what passed through here was a mere human warrior, exactly the person we're looking for. I have a cultural question for you. Yeah. Well, th this is towards Keegan. Is it common when a human warrior crosses something inexplicable to move forward singularly rather than going and getting help? Well, I would say it is probably common for a human warrior who has already committed the crimes of burglary, home invasion, and larceny to probably not desire to get help. Mm. That makes sense. It would, it would lead to a lot of explanation. Or bloodshed. In the swamp, we have fewer things. Our dwellings are simple and are open to the air. And we seem to have fewer crimes. It's, it's different. It's, it seems that there's a necessity of more crimes when you have more things, that one goes with the other. That is very true and very wise. Kian says not uh, sarcastically. Uh, 
I I hope that Darrow isn't far beyond. We could call him. And he sounds some, somehow as you say that, um, your voice echoes back from the dark canyon ahead of you. Beyond. Should we call him? Daru. I look at Cecile. <laughs> Daru. Echoes run on echoes in the dark until they exhaust themselves from the retelling. If huh. well, it seems like he's not here. If the incident at the Proving Grounds happened several weeks ago and these walls were knocked over by whatever force only a few days ago and he kind of pauses as if like struggling to find an alternative explanation but coming up empty he continues then it's possible that these corridors extend for many days of journey. journey. If we're going to go in there, can we get Sisyphus down here somehow? Can we? Does it seem <laughs> He kind of looks over at the side. Is there like, is this like Bedrock at the depth, or is there like soil? Um, there's earth. Yeah. So, so this room in particular is circumference by earth, uh -huh. but it's obvious that there's rock in the whatever lies beyond that's echoing. Uh. So, Kian, what are you doing? Um, unless, unless the others are like doing something in the room right now, I, he begins to move. He begins to continue following the echo into the corridor. I wish it were possible for Sisyphus to follow us above. Couldn't hear you, Dale. You said, I wish it were possible for Sisyphus to what? To follow us above. Mm, we might be able to do that. Can I use my Child of the Dragon? Can I use the Of One Mind? <laughs> but I mean, he's going to be like, Knocking down walls and houses. And <laughs> like, he probably doesn't want to do that. <laughs> Damn it. 
Excuse On the other me. hand, it's going to be hard for anybody Excuse to stop me. him. Excuse me. Excuse me. Move. <laughs> 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 kind of just moves the cows apart. <laughs> have, you, have you guys seen the Naked Gun <laughs> movies and how they always open with a police cruiser just driving through everything? <laughs> <laughs> So, so Sisyphus seems initially resistant to that idea. That makes sense. So, um, Keen, you descend a long stair, um, step after step, carefully, um, carefully hewn from the white uh, granite bedrock in this area, and. Um, does the smell get after, stronger? I'm sorry. What? I said, does the smell get stronger? Or is it still the same? There's a... There's an organic smell that's growing as you descend. Um, and after maybe... Somewhere between 40 and 50 steps... You um, you reach an area that opens out in front of you uh, with a stone floor, and it's obvious that um, that the floor is carved with something, um, mm. and there's a strong smell down here. Uh, and it's clear as you reach the bottom that the the whole space kind of opens out in front of you. Still completely dark, pitch black down here, or yeah, and yeah, and as you wait, it seems like maybe there's a light somewhere across the way, the sort of blue white light that blossoms. Is it blue, white, like a builder? <laughs> is it that color, though? It is. It is kind of an indistinct blue, white light. I don't feel any like after a yellow candle flame. I don't feel any like residual dislike for people and humanity left over from earlier contact, do I? I assume you do or don't based on your earlier contact. Uh, Human wizard? 
maybe we've learned enough and we should report. Report to who? As you say that, you realize you smell blood. Was that the smell earlier, or is this on top of it? No, this is on top of it. Must be fresh. Smell iron. Claiborne, do you smell? That's a little rude. Are you able to smell? Oh. I can sense the things around me. Do you smell blood? There is blood. Paul, you were shaking your head no. I was. I, I'm going to try to follow this smell. Follow your nose. Okay. I do like Fruit Loops. Um, you move more or less directly forward out into the dark of this large open space with your candles in one hand. What do you have in the other hand? <laughs> with your little hurricane lantern. I would say a rosary, but I think this is not the right time period. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, nothing um, I think he's actually holding the bronze dagger hospitality <laughs> by the hilt okay okay um, and um, after maybe a dozen maybe 15 steps you come um, upon a grisly sight. Um, you see um, a spinner's body like cloven in half by a massive axe and blood sort of spilled out in a half-dried pool. How recent was this? Um, the, the blood is, the blood looks congealed and not, um, not reflective or tacky. So it can't have been terribly recently. Do you wish to know more about this? Uh, I look at Cecile. I do. Do you not? Um, all right. So, Paul, I want to use, um, the, the dead dream in the waking okay. world. Okay. And I can only use Earth Speaks once a session, correct? No. I think that would also work for this. 
Uh, Cecile, do you want a help or a hurt for this? Sure. Which which would you prefer? Pick one. Uh, if you're going to use three uh, tags, I'll give you a hurt so that you can get an attention if you want. I think I've only got two for this one. You tell me. Do you want to succeed or do you want Unless, an attention? Can I use the heart of the dragon for this one too? Cool. Um, that is your broad tag. Yep. Um, but it will be bringing the dragon to things. Oh. Yep. Yep. All right. So okay. we're definitely doing that. <laughs> All right. We've had too much of the serpent recently. It's time the dragon got himself involved. All right. Well, in that case, I'm definitely using the hurt. hurt. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I figured. <laughs> Okay, so this will be plus three minus one. All right, so that would come up to a 10. Yeah. With the hurt. Nice. All right, so. Um, so with the hurt, what does that do again? There was an extra mechanical thing where. Yeah, so it, it, um, it gives you an attention to this, um, to this pillar. Okay, an attention to the pillar. Yeah. Do not remember that in the reading. What was the attention? Do or oh, tension. Uh, attention. So if you gather enough attention to a pillar, uh, the pillar levels. The pillar gets fancier. Okay. Fancy. Fancy. And that's to the divination one, or is that specifically yeah. to one of the subtags? Okay. All right. Okay, so what do we what do we see? So um the big thing is that um I see things from the perspective of the departed. Hmm. So I get like flashes oh of images. So for example, if I, if he like was facing down an opponent, I could see him like in purview just and see the ax like come down and then it would like, you know, yeah. go dark kind of thing, for example, or. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah. Uh, um, so suddenly the the room swivel the the room rotates um, and you see the you see the narrow passage of the stairs um, uh, lit by another hurricane lantern um, and a, a large burly figure carrying two axes and a and a light in one hand suddenly fixes his attention on you so I think I'm and like, runs forward. I'm like in this trance and I'm like, air. keep, keep going. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Runs forward, leaping into the air and planting uh, the ax in its right hand into apparently your forehead. Right. And then the, the image then collapses down into the dead spinner in front of you. 
So Claiborne uh, picks up Cecile from where he has fallen from his back. <laughs> Gently replaces him. Are you well, my friend? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, and then he kind of narrates what happened to everybody else. Um, oh, I, th- I think everyone saw that as like a okay. phantasm. Great, oh, great. Kind of oh, share dreaming yeah. sort of thing. So yeah, you guys see him like come in and like strike Cecile and then like disappear kind of thing. Do I recognize so, the warrior? It looks um, not unlike Daru Oboin. So uh, just to, to retcon a little bit, um, Claiborne picks himself up and then <laughs> gently picks up Cecile and replaces him on his shoulders. May I make a suggestion, Kian? Kind of leans forward. Sure. I think you will find that if the axe blow did not destroy the spinners, the spinners will be scarred or removed. I'm not sure if I follow. So there's a dead spinner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a dead spider. Right. I, I should have said trailing. I just think you will find that the That's web right. producing organs will have been disabled probably years ago. The spinner. Are you, Claiborne, are you talking about this one here? Yeah. And I kind of, I, I don't really know a spinner biology, but does it look like there's been some sort of incision or? It looks like a big fucking axe cut it in its neck and no, it died. Obviously, but like what, what Claiborne was saying, where like the, was is there a part no, of it that's been cut off or? I mean, you, you can poke around, you don't see any other obvious on its bulbous body and this bulbous kind of airy body. I, I kind of look back at Claybo. Are you saying that the spinner must have been disabled in some way for the warrior to be able to do what he did? No, I am saying that a spinner with the ability to spin webs would not have used wool and I suspect the, this is a spinner from the Proving Grounds. The spinnerets would have been disabled in order to keep the cages clean. That's possible. I don't know. I didn't ask when we were there. Although my suspicion about the wool is that is actually that was actually an act of magic. I think the room 
was enchanted with some sort of defense and the second spinner activated it mm. uh, when it entered the room. As you, as you all saw when it climbed out and I think the wool web that we discovered was what's left of that spinner. But if that, if that theory is true, which I could be wrong, there were two. And as you say that, there's a of uh, and a bulbous body propended on eight legs that passes between you and the and the blue white light on the other side of the room. I was going. <laughs> he says, and he freezes in like mid sentence, and then continues his entire body unmoving. I was going to say that that would explain the two spinners that were gone, but clearly I'm wrong. <laughs> and he just very gingerly so puts still his back on the hilt of his dagger. <laughs> and just gives you like a little pat on the shoulder. <laughs> Somewhere in the darkness you hear <sighs> Cecile's kind of co- cozies up to Claiborne. I wish Sisyphus was here. Mm, so do I. Human wizard, can't you like, you know, and he kind of like puts an arm out. Can't you like shoot it with something <laughs> like water or like the power of the serpent? Oh, I, I need more hurt points. <laughs> <laughs> I need, Don't worry, I need, you'll get them. <laughs> I need all the hurt points. Yeah. <laughs> That's what human wizards do, right? Don't you throw fire? And he's kind of like miming, kind of like. Uh, I think uh, Kian, like his, he's still barely moving, but his eyes kind of flick towards Cecile and back towards the darkness. And he gets getting closer. He stays almost completely unmoving, but except his mouth begins murmuring. Um, and exactly, and I think a, a mist kind of starts trickling in from the walls. Oh, good, because oh, what this place lacked was mist. B Y O M, bring your own mist. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so the air begins to thicken around you. If it you if it done? if it doesn't attack, I'm going to create a tag. Okay. I, I do I need to roll for that? You do. You need to roll. Change the game. Change the game. I'm gonna do that. And I'm spending uh, the voice, or I'm tapping the voice, the serpent gather, and the land changes. Or actually, in this case, the serpent is patient, because I'm, I'm just trying to set the stage for an attack. So sorry, sorry, it's the serpent is patient. What is it? The, the voice, which is the my voice, draw tag. The serpent is patient, okay. The serpent is patient, and the serpent gathers. Okay. And what, uh, okay. 
So roll plus power. And I think the tag I'm I'm attempting to create is the serpent coils, which is like it's ready to strike. All right. Roll two d six plus three. Eleven. Does anybody right. want to okay. spend a hurt so I can get an attention? I think we have to do that before you I, roll. Yeah. Stop min-maxing. Don't worry. <laughs> there will be enough. Okay. Um, so, uh, so um, a wet mist spreads out from you, and um, the hissing uh, diminishes slightly and becomes directional. And so you're creating a tag. Can I describe the effect? So you're creating a story tag, okay. Mm -hmm. Which is the serpent gathers? No, 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 that's my, that's the tag I tapped. The serpent coils. The serpent coils, and so I'd like to describe it. Um, sure. In the, in the light of the candle flame, which we are, where we are currently standing is by the dead spinner, and so near one of the walls. Um, and mm -hmm. even in the distant bluish white indistinct light, some parts of this cavern, there's a, I think you said that the walls are a little bit moist, right? Yeah. And so, um, so the serpent already present in some form here as more than it is even in other places begins gathering around uh, the cavern that we're standing in. And I think you all see, it could be just a trick of the light, but it actually looks like scales moving across the surface of each cavern wall, wherever the glimpses of light, wherever you see a glimpse of light reflected by the cavern wall, you see a flash of like a serpent's body rippling across the surface. Hmm. And it, and it kind of coils around the entire room, like as if the serpent was around the entire cavern. Cool. All righty. Um, do you mind <laughs> um, okay cool so I'm going to consume that tag you're going to consume it I am okay um, so you see the you see the shifting silver uh, the shifting wet silver scales uh, of the serpent moving here and there in this relatively perfectly circular cavern and suddenly um you see uh lit with a silvery blue underwater glow um a recess at the edge um at the edge of the underground space and there's a very strangely 
there's a web across the opening of the space that you know intuitively is made of wool. Oh. It's the same kind of unplanned spreading of wool across the opening. Um, and there's a, and there's a, there's a, what's obviously a human body um, connected to the wool, probably back onto it, kind of gleaming in the serpent's glow. And then in the shadow of it, um, an arachnid, uh, an eight-limbed arachnid rises up in that shadow and hisses at you Ooh. Uh, with its unseen arachnoid face, but the gleaming of many eyes in the dark. And then the and then the light of the serpent fades. So what what does consuming the tag mean? Means the the it's used up and so yeah. Basically basically it highlighted a trap. Is that what happened? It highlighted something. I see. Yeah. Did the was it possible to tell if the warrior was already dead and sucked or dry or was it still alive? So the the human figure that's leaning against the weird wool web, um, it's hard to tell, but it seemed intact. It didn't seem mummified or fucked up. Hmm. And um. so. So you realize that you're about halfway across the chamber and directly across from you is kind of the blue white glow of the bottom of an archway. And that light was like off to your right. Okay. Um, Kian looks at the others and draws uh, the bronze dagger, but keeps it kind of cloaked to hide the glint of it. I think I'm going to try to cut. I think it's Darrow. I'm going to try to cut him free. But I think it's going to attack. I agree. I think uh, Cecile kind of reaches down, tries to like grab a rock to sort of hold that next to Claiborne. Like, okay. Because he doesn't actually have any combat tags. Those are mostly Sisyphus's. So. <laughs> okay. So you're advancing to the right in that direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so maybe, so you feel like you must have misjudged the direction because maybe about 10 paces before you get there, off to your left, all of a sudden, um, a spinner on its uh, rear four hind legs is kind of reared up in the light of your candle. Um, and it, it hisses its eyes sort of ablaze with your candlelight. Mm. 
and um, let's have you all uh, weigh in with, uh, an initiative roll. Okay. So, Rolling initiative. So do you have any, so does anybody want to claim any tags for their role? Shapes. <laughs> Tell me about that. Um, I'm not dependent on the candlelight to see what's around me and see what's potentially coming at me. Absolutely. Anything else? Um, no. In terms no. of okay. not being the person, the spider attacks first. I have the the Surin are always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so hang on, let's have Dale roll. I'm not actually serious uh, about that one. one, but I like that. I'm likable. <laughs> See, so we'll probably yeah, attack Clayborn first, obvious, John. Uh, this Paul, uh, you said two d six. Yeah, plus one. Okay. All the rolls are two d six. Yeah, I thought so. I must know some good spinner jokes. <laughs> Ooh. Oh dear. Okay. And the two of you. Um. Yeah, initiative isn't my thing. Um, wow. Cecile has no idea what's going on. <laughs> oh my god. So I think the spinner attacks, and he's looking the opposite direction, being like, did you guys hear something? Did you, did you hear that? Oh, dear. <laughs> Up above ground, oh, the sheep are scared. <laughs> uh... Uh, I'm going to claim it might be because I am in their yard and I am scaring them. Wow. Go ahead, John. Uh, I think I'm going to claim stealth and perceptive. Mm. If that if that works for you. Sure. Jesus. Okay. So you see it. And what do you do? Uh, so what do you do if you don't have tags for something, but you want you want to fuck with something? I guess you would need to you would you would need to change the game, right? Yeah, to use your power to inflict a tag on it or Give a tag to yourself that you consume. Um, oh, I, I think I know what I do. Um, how how this might be a stupid question, but how malleable is bronze? Can you can you like could I scratch something into it? Yeah. Um Give me, give me one moment. 
Um, One second, I'm gonna be right back. No, that's not actually very useful. So I, I think he he kind of um, recoils and holding the the dagger forward as as if it's some sort of um, sacred charm. Uh, he continues the the, the charm, um, and the the mist kind of takes time to gather again. I'm going to try to do the same okay. thing I did before. Okay, so. And and it was almost like the stand-up hiss was a distracting move because it's t it's it's ass curls underneath and um, web shoots webbing shoots out at you, um, Kian. Mm -hmm. We're holding the light. Um, so can I can I instead of I haven't actually rolled yet? Can I do that as a, a way to avoid taking a hit? Sure. Um, so I'm tapping the same three tags. Which are? Uh, the voice, the serpent gather, the serpent gathers and the serpent is patient. So you're, you're casting the same like obscuring mist spell? Yeah. To protect yourself from its shooting yeah. web? And I think I think the way it's actually happening here is like first he was, uh, and the two of you probably don't reckon you know you don't recognize the words that he's chanting, but like mid chant, it changes. It was first the same charm that he was saying earlier, which the gathered around, and you almost begin to see, um, uh, like the movement uh, uh, on the. Oh my fucking god! Sorry, I'm gonna somebody's at the door. I need to answer that. What do you guys do? Uh, Cecile doesn't have a lot he can do. Holy shit. I think he's going to throw his rock at the web okay. and see what the result is. Claiborne? Um... He's going to hold up his left hand and his hand is going to, the fingers are going to cleave together and the hand is going to stretch and become a blade. Mm. Okay. I love when I prepare adventures and I'm like, oh, that's not nearly enough. I need to prevent, I need to um, put together way more than this. And then I'm like, oh, they haven't even gotten to the adventure yet. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh... Alrighty, so you're, you're muttering out a charm to gather the mist to defend you. Oh, oh, and so somehow so what against the web. And so what happens is instead of what happened earlier, Kian actually kind of falls back towards the wall and the mist kind of covers, envelops in front of him, kind of hiding him from sight. Okay. 
adequate. Um, so, so actually, you 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 fall back as the mist uh, wraps itself around you, and um, the web slams into your left shoulder, kind of spinning you uh, into the mist as it does. And so you take. Um, and and then and then the strands of it kind of like crush your body as you turn, um, and so you take um, bound by the mist too, or bound by the web too. Even despite the success, huh? Uh, so a seven to nine is a success with is a, a in face danger. You right. take the status anyway, but on a minus one tier. I see. Oh, so it was initially a three. Wow. Rough. Yeah. Okay. So, Dale, you form a blade. And mm -hmm. um, Matthew, you're picking up a rock. And do you, what do you guys do? So, he threw it at the web to see what would happen. Okay. It, it like, hits the web and bounces off. Okay. I am going to, uh, is, is Cecile still on my shoulders? Yes. Yes. Okay. I am going to walk toward uh, the web with the human figure in it. Okay. All right. So you, uh, you make your way forward. And then we'll start the next round. So, John, you're you're you've kind of fallen to the side, and you're sort of bound up partly by the web. Yeah, is the web webbing or is it wool? It's actually webbing. Right. It's sticky and thick, and as you grab it, and like, oh fuck! <laughs> like you grab at it, and then it's got your hands. Um, uh, and so what does a status effect mean for me? Can I still do things or is it a penalty? So or? it means any, any physical things you do are, are reduced by two by bound by the web. Okay. Um, as I see, as I see Claiborne, uh, and what is the spider's, who is the spider, is the spider still focused on me or is it now focused um, on somebody else? So the, um, well, the, it's hard to see because the, as, as you kind of fell, I imagine the, the candle entered kind of crashed to the ground next to you. I think he had put it down on the ground actually. Yes. Okay. All right. But um, so your fall has kind of has kind of partially obscured the light of the lantern, so it's hard to see what the what the spider's up to. Can I? Uh, is there a way to make it just a quick check if I can hear which way where the spider is moving? Uh, you can make an investigation. Would that count as my action, though? Uh, no. Okay. I want to make a quick investigation to see if I know. What's going on with the spider? I'm Do you have use, any tags? Yeah, I'm going to use um, perceptive, of course, and 
That's probably it. Yeah, I guess so. Just perceptive. Six plus one. Um, and so your your one question is going to be limited. Uh, is the spider is the spider still focused on me? That's all I want to know. No. Um, that I I kind of lean back in and I continue chanting and I'm going to try to change the game again. Okay. Uh, voice serpent gathers serpent is patient. Okay. Oh. What? And sorry. Uh, uh, what are we seeing? What What's happening? Uh, I think I think as the 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 mist the webbing kind of um, got him, and he's kind of attached to the wall, and the mist mm -hmm. kind of just dances over his body, as if it's kind of. Um, it, it kind of looks like a like a if you've ever seen kind of a, a smoke trail of something that's kind of conically going off into the distance. It looks like that, but it's going through him, and he's kind of channeling the serpent again. Mm. And so I want to I want to conjure uh, the serpent coils again because it was consumed. Okay. Okay, so you conjure uh, serpent coils. Um, so there's a witness in the room. Uh, and the room starts to feel strangulated. Um, Scale, what's... Um, uh, <laughs> what's Claiborne doing? Um, it when Claiborne reaches the uh, humanoid figure in the web, he's going so to So as you get close, as you get close, the, the spider skitters in the way and again rears up on its hind four legs and kisses at you. Uh, I bring the blade forward and threaten with it and continue forward. Okay, so were you trying to intimidate the spider out of the way, or are you yes. going toe to toe with it, or what are you doing? I'm trying to intimidate. Trying to intimidate. Okay, so that sounds like a convince. Um, already, and so you've got you've got the blade you formed. So I'll give you that as consumable. What else have you got? Um, how much of the spinner's perception is based on body heat? Um, 
because I, I noticed that the place they'd been staying, the basement they'd been staying, didn't have any light sources. Right. Um, so just, just rather than ask that, just tell me what you're doing. Um, or, or tell me what the spider sees. Well, it may, it, it, it I, I think it can see Claiborne and it can see the blade, but Claiborne is also uh, basically cold. And, yeah. um, but it has, it has a warm blooded creature uh, sitting on its back. And mm. the whole situation may be quite unnerving. It, I'm, I'm not sure what it's perceiving, but what it's perceiving may be fairly disturbing. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So that's two. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ah, fuck. <laughs> Do you want me to type it for you? Uh, no, it's can readjust it. There we go. Oh. Okay. Um, so you, you thrust the blade and it, it kind of like skitters slightly to the side and you you bypass it, uh, reaching the, the human figure um, in the wool webbing, and you realize it's much smaller than you thought it was. It's mm -hmm. like a boy. It's not a man. Okay. Um, I'm going to reach out to its neck and feel for warmth. Okay. Uh, you reach out and grab, um, and it seems like deathly cool to your touch. Hmm. And the and then the spider, like right next to you, is like like hissing at you in such a way that it's like the droplets of its breath are striking your face. Wow, it's right here. Yeah. Okay. And um, Cecile, what are you doing? Um. Nothing. Okay. Can he talk to the spider? Sure. All right. He's going to try and communicate. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, so you're. I am doing the. I guess convince is the closest thing. Or is it a change the game if I'm trying to change the results of the interaction? Hmm. Well, so, I, so it's either convince or change the game kind of thing. Yeah. So are you trying to get the spider to do something or are you creating 
something in the room. So more that he's just trying to kind of like interrupt and like de um, de escalate. I mean, no one's actually exchanged a blow yet. There's been a lot of posturing on both sides. No one stabbed a spider. The spider hasn't physically made contact with any of us. So, so, so are you trying to are you trying to give the spider a status of like? chill the fuck out yeah yeah basically that or maybe we're not worth it i think right or or we're not here for you kind of thing we're not prey and we're not predators spinners are sentient right yeah they are yeah yeah they're not prone to like negotiating to a great degree i don't know that does anyone have like negotiations and like with the spinners that anyone knows about? I'm likable. None of you do. <laughs> well, I, I don't even think like the flit or the pantry like know them particularly well, but they're, they're I mean, they are intelligent. They can kind of know like maybe yeah. three against yeah. one isn't ideal. And if I don't yeah. have to fight these things, then. And, and at a fundamental level, this thing is behaving very strangely. Right. And so you're trying to impose a status of like, chill the fuck out. Yeah. Okay. We're not here for you, kind of and, thing. And and so and so, what do we see? And then what? And then what tags are you involving? Um, let's go over the tags first, and then I think um, we're gonna do. I speak for the Syrian people. Okay. Um, and the like Syrian are. And the CERN are always welcome. Okay. Um, that makes total sense to me. Yep. And then... I think those are the two that kind of hit specifically. Um, okay. Oh, well, the other thing is... Can I use geodreams less as um, like a pulling, but just as sort of a conduit by which I can exchange basic thoughts and feelings? So, so that so mm-hmm. sort of like a an empathy so, kind of thing. So only if you're going to describe to us the dream world that rises around all of it that's pulling us in. Oh, fine. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, I think Cecile like clambers down um, uh, Claiborne's back, kind of like a, a chimpanzee, and then he like stands in front of the the spider, and he like just grabs some of the the loose dirt. Um, there's like a little bit of like excess dirt, and he like blows it, and then it just like goes out and stops. And for a minute, like everything around seems to kind of change. The space is still the same, but there's this feeling of alienness. And anyone who's sensitive, I think, can kind of feel that we're in the presence of what would have been the power of the dragon. Um, and everything, everybody, when they kind of move, because I think you're still kind of moving... Um, in the real world and you're kind of conscious of that but you also kind of have this idea of this other space in which you're kind of moving in slow motion 
and are kind of able to act um, in synchronous um, with what you're doing. So it's almost like there's kind of the, the physical and spiritual parts of yourself. And the physical part is still kind of moving, but the spiritual part is kind of like slowing and like talking. And it's like this disorienting feeling that you're kind of in two places at once. Um, and I think the big thing with the geodreams is this idea that um, you can't, when you speak in this world, you're not using words because um, I haven't kind of conditioned it for that. Um, but you're kind of directing thoughts and feelings at one another at a very basic level. So like, like lowest, like anger would come, like fear would come, like um, a feeling of like disinterest. So like you're kind of um, projecting feelings and emotions at one another. And, and you can kind of feel Cecile directing um, sort of this non-threatening, non-aggressive thing at the spider, but also like there's this little bit of steel behind it. This kind of feeling like um, the, the closest analogy you can kind of get in your brain is we are not prey, but also um, that we're not here for you kind of thing. We're not predators either. And kind of this idea, it's like, we are just other creatures passing through. We're not here to fight or to be eaten. Okay. 2d6 plus 3. Okay. Thirteen. Oh. Holy so is that shit. dynamite? Okay. Um, so so the 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 motes of earth linger in the air, falling slowly, and it it uh it kind of um hissing uh, uh, expands out to fill the chamber and inside the hissing um, you hear um, for her I will protect him till uh, till days run out of days And I think you get kind of like a, so you guys are part of this geo dream because I just kind of did the the huge thing. So you guys are potentially yeah. able to also communicate at this point. Um, so yeah, Cecile kind of, um, he, he does a similar sort of hiss. Um, and I think with a 13, I can um, sort of communicate and sort of connect at that level. So you get kind sure. of a hiss like, these are my people. Um, and I will protect them, but we're not here for her. And there's a little question about what her is. Um, if, if we're, if we're also now in this, 
Yeah. Like there's all of that coming from Cecile. And then, but there's only the her question mark coming from Kian. Kian's like, these aren't exactly my people. But no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. These are my people, but the spinner isn't. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, he didn't say the spinner was, but just that these are my people to protect, but we don't, we're not here to like. It's the queen of the morning, and you will have nothing of her. Queen of the morning. Do I know what that means? Is that like the goddess? Is that like Pranabin? Sure. Why not? (laughs) Um, Although everyone knows Pranabin was the first goddess to be fucking murdered during the God's Fall War. Yeah, but everybody knows the dragon's dead too. I'm just just saying. (laughs) You know, when gods die, things happen. It's it's a little confusing. Um, there's There's a queen of the morning with a question mark, and this time the feeling that accompanies accompanies it, in contrast to the her question mark, is actually curiosity and respect. And it, it, it begins to settle back in front of you to like reposition between you and the figure in the, the woolen web. Hmm. He, he kind of thinks the question, um, the queen of the morning and kind of gestures to the figure in the web. This is the one who could not be part of mourning. And we, we, we protect him. We remain. And obviously it's a reference to the dead spinner in the middle of the room. Hmm. We were made, they say, or we were mates? We who remain. Oh, we who remain. Glaborn's going to back away from the figure in the web and go to Kian. Okay. And he's going, his, his hand on, on the trip back over to Kian, uh, has, the, the blade has shortened and drooped and split and become an elongated hand and then become a hand. Um, and he holds that hand out over um, Kian, and it begins to rain from his palm. Uh, he, he's dropping water on Kian where the, the web is sticking him. Um, I think Kian uh, kind of tries to wiggle his way free. And, and, and the, the, the kind of voice that, that the kind of feeling that he was projecting kind of grows silent. Um, as if leaving it to Cecile. But he goes back to chanting. 
Um, yeah. So Cecile kind of directs like um, curiosity with who the person in the web is. So first there's like sorrow for the one who was killed in the floor and understanding that you can't abandon one without like last rites and everything. And there's like this tentative offer, like there could be help if it wished, but doesn't kind of like dwell on it because it doesn't want to, he doesn't want to presume. Um, but then he Death thinks. Comes. Death goes. Death waits. And the, the one in the web. Death waits. Hmm. I we you said that we can send like it's not just feelings but images mm-hmm. too, yeah. right? Um. By the way, I, I as this conversation is going, I I would also like to to be physically chanting and trying to increase the serpent coils to two. Can I make that roll? Sure. Because it's a really good idea to be in the dragon stream and be increasing the power of the serpent at the same time. That's a good point. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Uh, <laughs> so greasy. So simultaneous. Oh, God. Because I, I have a thing I want to do to the spider, but I don't want to be a dick if the spider is not... I th- okay, I think I- I'll belay that, but I will send the image to the to the spinner of Pranabin. So, like, like the like like the glorious dawn and the and the like the faces revolving around her. And... I-, I think I think that would be a little much for the spinner, just because they dwell underground, and I don't think they the dawn is the same thing to them as it is to us. But I send mm. maybe the image that like what a sculpture would look like of Pernabin with the faces kind of going around it. It's, no? it's probably the same thing. Oh, then yeah. Then that. So, uh, so I, so I think you reach forward and you're thinking of the dawn and the blue, the blue, the pale blue light uh, across the chamber suddenly arcs in brilliance and it seems that the sun is rising um, beyond the doorway uh, in the in the other half of this circular room and suddenly you can see all the details of the room um, the floor is a perfect circle and um, there are two at the antipodes um, there are two offsets Oh, one is empty and one is full of um, a web and its prisoner, um, and there are and there are writings all around the circle, and then there's the doorway, and you can see that um, lying halfway out of the doorway is a small body. Um, and beyond the doorway, now burning with light, you can see you can see a hallway, sort of a hallway of uh, articulated stone, sort of bending off out of sight. How many bodies do we see total? 
Um, so you see the dead spinner in the middle of the room, cloven by an enormous axe. Um, and then you see the spinner, the other spinner standing, what's obvious guard in front of the web with mm -hmm. the small body in it. Um, although the web is not made of spinner web material, it's made of wool. Mm -hmm. um, and you see the spinners kind of standing half on its hind legs and half sort of reared with its eyes blazing in the in the birth of light. Like it's um, it's uh it's like arms like or it's like two legs like forward kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like it like it's like, like a, its four legs sort of right. out and kind of like an aggressive tarantula. Um, yeah, and and it's and it's many diamantine eyes burning. Um, and the, the alcove uh, that's partly behind you, that's the antipode of the one that's full of the spider's web and the dude is just empty. Oh, so there's no new figures. The small body you were referring no. to was the same one that was in the web earlier. Yeah. Okay. Can we see, make out um, the no, future? No, 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 oh. sorry. There is a new body. There, there is a small body lying halfway, lying across the the lintel of the doorway, of the of the the blue light kind of builder light doorway on the other side of the room, from which now dawn is emerging. And and the half that we can see is it the face or the legs? It's the legs. Okay, and can we make out the features clearly of the body that's in the web? Um. It looks like a. Uh, it looks like a, a young man, maybe. Maybe like twelve. Ten. But, but not like a young ago. man who would be like intimately familiar to Keegan, like who he'd seen no. often in the past. No. Like at the beginning of the adventure. And the and, and the <laughs> figure lying right. <laughs> and the. And the and the figure laying halfway through the, the doorway is a young figure, maybe. Uh, and you think it's a, you think it's a boy in a, in a boy's kilt, maybe like six or eight. So, so it seemed from the spider, do we get any sense of recognition? Like what do we get an emotion from the spider? The spider is protecting the boy in the web. Even though the boy seems dead, death waits. So, in this um, strange emotional communication, uh, Claiborne turns and opens his mouth to speak, and all of you get an impression of an inky blackness in which you can perfectly see a uh, oh, the figure, the, the shape of a warrior as if formed out of clay and holding up an axe that's obviously formed out of clay. And uh, you can see his footprints going backwards behind him as if he's been walking in wet clay. But you can also see his footprints going out ahead of him 
And there's a feeling of where. Hmm. Um, what's the what's the feeling tone of the wear? Where is it? Yeah, that, that's still the same question. Is it like, I want to find him, I want to stop him, I want to get him? It, what's, the, the, what's the emotional... Right. Um, what I mean by where is it is I wasn't saying, where is he? Hmm. Um, there's... Uh, <laughs> where is the love? Um, there, there's a feeling of detachment from it it's not a it's not a friendly it, it, it it's not it's not someone looking for a friend mm. it's look it's someone looking for a path of destruction the spider pauses in its hissing and and its right larger second forelimb points at the blue at the at the half blue white doorway leading into where the dawn is emerging from oh the uh the the dream is sort of the the dream and the mist both are sort of pulling apart mm. Claiborne moves toward the blue lighted area and and away from yeah. the web all right so it, it it goes from having indicated the doorway to back to pointing at you as and the dawn light is beginning to fade from the doorway and then only the kind of blue idiot smile of the bottom half of the doorway um, continues to gleam as you move in that direction. Is, and it, it kind of... Is Pranabin ever associated in any way with spinners? No. Strange. Um... I Kian begins using the time to try to free himself with okay with um, haste but slick. not violence. Yeah, slick as you are, um, freeing yourself from the web is relatively easy. You you because it it had a tenuous hold on you. It's like on your left shoulder, 
And so you you kind of turn away from it and kind of lever up or a dagger up underneath it, and and the and the the web falls away. Was the water? And, um, yeah, the the yeah, the moisture and the water, um, and and then the the light of dawn is beginning to fade, and the light is beginning to shrink back um, towards your candle lantern sitting. Um, Coincidentally, at the exact center of this enormous uh, granite circle marked with runes. I, this is, well, actually, I'm gonna wait. Okay, so, um, so, um, uh, Claiborne, you're moving toward the doorway? Yes. Okay. Um, you get there and you see there's a very clear, actually, you're having a really weird sensation, which is you can see like the bottom half of the child. You saw in that dawn light, like a child having fallen through the doorway. Mm-hmm. But as you approach it, you're only seeing like the legs. Yeah. Up to like a kind of disarrayed kilt. And there's something weird about this light. Mm. About what light? Yeah. Um, So like as you approach the there's there's like a half pipe of light and you can see that um, beyond the doorway, there's more kind of blue-white light, but you can only see the child, like the lower half of the child, in a rumpled kilt. Um, Cecile kind of looks at the the spinner, and he kind of mentally sends over a kind of complex image um, where he's trying to communicate what's the danger there? And like, there's a couple images like um, burning or falling or death. And there's kind of, he's trying to kind of get a, a sense of what the danger over there is. And so he's kind of like rapid fi- rapid kind of like thinking a bunch of potential dangers. So as, as the dreaming kind of fades out of the, the vestiges of the dreaming, sort of fade out of the room, you get a sense of like a hole in the ground. Where? Through that room? The the doorway. That the doorway is like a hole in the ground. Oh. He gives the respectful bow to the spinner, um, which is kind of what the... Um, the Surin kind of have this respectful bow where they kind of go through when they're negotiating with the other races. And then he kind of moves off and then he he warns Claiborne. There's something you can fall into over there. Be careful. This is strange. What do you see? As Cecile looks, what do I see? Do I see anything different from what Claiborne did? As you, as you turn and look, and in the places where Claiborne is standing in front of the blue-white lintel of the doorway, 
you see only the bones inside his body and nothing else. I see what you once were. I see your bones and the sword. But I do not see your covering. Uh, Claiborne actually looks surprised. Okay. And Kian? Um, I think uh, Kian finally, after having gotten free, moves to the center of the room and gingerly picks up the lamp. And he makes kind of a very obvious motion of putting the blade that he's been holding back into his belt. And then he kind of, while still kind of taking a step back in a, in a slightly defensive posture, kind of looks, holds the lamp up to get a close look at the face of the boy. So you're in the middle of the room and the boy is like way over to one side? How, how would it be take a long time to go up to? So, so, so there's, a, there's a boy in the web, and then there's a boy that's fallen through the doorway. Right, right. I'm not the one in the doorway, but the one in the web. So it would be, you'd have to, and the spider in the dark is clearly standing in front of the web. Right. And it's pissed. Oh, is it still pissed? Yes. Oh. <laughs> it's it, it, it's standing guard there for some reason. Okay. In that case, I won't. And, and you know that if you approach it, it'll be more pissed. Got it. Uh, I, Which is fine, but just so you know. No, no, no. I, I, think I, I think I didn't have the elements where they were. So I'm going to instead mm. move towards the doorway. Okay. Um... So as you approach with the light, Claiborne goes from being a a partial blue-white skeleton in the dark to being himself. As I approach. Yeah. And I saw as you bring the light closer, as as you approach, you see pieces of a blue-white skeleton kind of glowing in the dark. And then as you approach with the with the lamp and the the actual light of the candle falls across him, it's just the clay gloopy. So the blue white skeleton is that like the same blue white glow of the builder stone? Yes. Well, that's good. You don't have to follow us anymore, Claiborne. You can stay behind. <laughs> you are important. <laughs> yeah. I'll follow you. And I will stalk you. <laughs> okay, so it, presumably you, you come it, stumping up on damp, damp palms, uh, Cecile. And uh, Claiborne, what are you doing? It, so what you're seeing is half the body and maybe like a like like the stone is sort of 
sweatily luminous, but it doesn't look to you like there's anything past the lighted stone. Like there's just nothing. So still mentions can can you but grab to the two of the you and it pull looks them like out? There's a hallway kind of arcing away. Um, I actually reach down and grab uh, a rock, like a very small pebble or stone, and I toss it yeah. into the, light. the doorway towards the light. Okay, it goes. Do we hear it? Skitter. Yeah, it goes skittering, skittering down the hall. Well, mm-hmm. That's a good sign. Okay. Cecile moves forward a little bit. So, so the lights kind of there's like a barrier kind of light thing, right? And then like no. There's just 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 the stones of the bottom half of the doorway are uh-huh. glowing with a blue white light, but the only thing you see in that light is Claiborne's skeleton. Okay, I think he's going to reach forward because you said there's like half of a person like on this yeah, side. Yeah, and 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 yeah, and there's there's a child body like he's going to try like and pull it through the the doorway back toward. Pull by the ankles. Yeah. Okay, so you you grab the ankles and kind of lean back. Uh huh. And sort of pull the body backwards. Yep. Okay. All right. So you you drag the 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 kilted tunicked body backward into the room. Cool. So there's another half of it. That's revealed. Wow. Yes. Awesome. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> Although <laughs> there is something wrong with the body as you drag it into the room. He's going to um, gingerly turn it over so it's face up or it it seems to it seems to grow longer. <laughs> As you pull it into the room, kind of lean. I, I imagine you sort of leaning back and sort of falling backwards. Yeah. As you use your weight to, to lurch the body into the room. Mm-hmm. And the, the body seems to grow. And as you lurch backwards and kind of turn, and the, the boy legs sort of splay over, um, an increasingly man's body kind of lurches into sight. Like it's and kind of like aging as i pull it out no like it's a like it's a like it's a little boy's legs and then it's attached to like an adolescent torso and then an adult's shoulders and an older man's head with like gray in the wild red of its hair do we recognize the face no, not particularly. Human wizard. Um, I know I haven't been along with your people for very long, but that's that's not normal, correct? No, no, that is not correct. That is that is wrong. That is that is very wrong. Um. All right. Um. He's going. So he. Is the he alive? Light, the the blue white no. Okay, so he's dead. And the blue white light of the lower half of the doorway is beginning to dim. Uh, 
So yeah, he's checking he's dead. Um, he kind of opens up the shirt and things. Are there any marks of like family or clan or, I mean, you know, the society doesn't have a wallet with like a license, but like whatever the equivalent would be like, <laughs> you know, like, is there any insignia so, that so would. He's not, he's not wearing a, he's not wearing a sweater with a knot pattern of note. Um, he doesn't seem to have any particular tattoos on his upper body. Is, um, is the clothing appropriate for like, like is all the clothing of an adolescent boy and it's split or is the clothing like, so from like the waist down where he was protruding from the doorway on this side, it's a, it's a boy's kilt. Like it's a two hall boys kilt, um, but the but the man's body on top is wearing like a um, like a like a, a leather vest, like a man's um, that vest. looks worn. Yeah, and um, and there's a there's a hoop earring in each ear. With a uh, with a yellow white stone at the bottom of the gold ring that glows in the dark. Cool loot. What does it? What color does it glow? Like like yellow white. Like a like the light of a candle. Um, there's a soft of feet, you can hear the the spinner coming over. I, I like can... aggressively, or it seems to be moving slowly. Okay. I look back and I hold up the lantern, not aggressively, but okay. You hold up the lantern and the the spinner kind of into the light, and then like around the edge of your light. Like obviously trying to get to the body. To this body, the one we yeah. just pulled out. Yes. Does this body seem re recently dead? Do parts of this body seem recently dead? It doesn't <laughs> seem in any way decayed. Can I can I find out what killed him? How would you do that? I would like to do an investigate. Do you want Cecile to investigate and we can see how he died in all of its 3D glory? I'm not sure I do. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Sure, why not? I mean, I, John, I'm asking if you want to see it versus does Kian want to see it? Because I'm pretty sure Kian doesn't. So Kian the question does is, not. does John want to see but it? But John wants to see it. Do okay. It. 
So, Paul, I'd like to use the... Um, the the dead dream in the waking world okay and um some of that the knowledge of what's passed again like i did before and the knowledge of what oh no it's past here okay yeah, yeah. So, um yeah okay well the divination so 2d6 plus two. Yep. Ooh, an eight. Oh. Adequate. That's a worrisome smile. um, (laughs) So, um, uh, the light, not not from the the bottom half lintel, um, but from the air inside the the portal that leads the hallway on, um, um, light begins to blossom. Um, behind the dead body and uh, where first it falls across him he sort of shakes his head and kind of looks around and then sits up and the light um, spreads out into the room and he looks around and says shite I thought the fucking blocks fell on me and then uh, and then the light sort of flares out to fill the room um, from behind him. Mm. And as it pulls back, you find yourself standing in the market. And a number of people have stopped in the early morning light and turned to look at you. And it's only a passing moment, but you feel uncharacteristically unjudged by their gaze. All of you, as though, as though somehow these few men and women have found a value to you that you have yet to discover. And then they turn back away from you toward the soft dawn light coming from the nearby mountains. And you realize that for your entire life, you have not considered the dawn and what it does to and for the world. And the way that the soft light of morning wakes everything and lends everything light 
and color and a hope of being that you feel like you lost somewhere but couldn't quite name where you lost it. And then that dazzling moment passes. And you see that there are three shopkeepers looking quite closely at you from within all-encompassing white robes. And with a shock, Kian, you recognize in the three of them, these shopkeepers, the visage of Thurn, the god of death. And all three of them simultaneously draw short white scythes from their robes and arise from their sitting positions and move toward you as uh, the participants in the market draw back. And I think we'll end there for next time. Sorry. So did the god of death kill him or <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Nate wasn't quite good enough. It's like, yeah, there was a whole bunch of supernatural stuff and dude's dead. So before <laughs> before yes, the so we're gonna we're gonna go into geeking out at the credits. Can I ask a question about what we just saw? Yeah. Um yeah. before the vision of us in the market or possibly the reality, who knows? Um, the guy, we saw him get like stand up, like in the he present, like where we were yeah. now. Yeah. And when he sat up, was he in his weird child man body or was he in a normal? I mean, he sat up and you just saw like his adult torso, like look around. And he said, I thought the blocks got me. Yeah. I see. And then that was it. That's all we saw from him, right? Yeah. Interesting. And then okay. you looked up as the Dalmite washed over you. Got it. Uh, I'd, like, I'd like a little bit of clarification on something. Um, yes. The spinner said death comes, death goes, death waits. Is that correct? Okay. Yes. Thank you. All right, so you can get over the credits. Um, thoughts about the story, your fellow players, moments that, that you liked? I was delighted by your description of um, uh, the effect of the light of the archway on Claiborne. That's <laughs> absolutely fascinating. And yeah. Nothing like anything we've discussed. So I'm very curious about that, Paul. Wow, neat. Um, wow, you guys. I did love seeing how um, your character used his powers, John. Oh, thank you. Where, I, I, um, and, and I kind of had fun kind of having a character who had no idea how a human wizard kind of works. <laughs> and I was like, 
this is the part where you just throw fireballs kind of thing, right? And, and yours is all about like, you're kind of trying to get in and you're trying to like draw and sort of this trying to power kind of thing. Making well, science of um, this power thing and yeah. having no idea what you're doing. <laughs> Why? Anybody still there? Out like all the mechanics and what Paul did really well. <laughs> Hello. You're back. Um, anyway, um, but yeah, so it's kind of fun to have um, there be more bodies because that's one of the, the main ways that his uh, mythos kind of manifests itself is that his people um have this i'm gonna call it like necromancy where they can kind of experience the final moments of the dead and that's a big part of how they um bef and part of them kind of their spirit kind of going to the dragon and all this um that transition between like the living world and the earth is where they're strongest and so that was kind of fun in the game to have that chance I, there, there are two things I'm, yeah, I, I love all of that. And I think I, I definitely noticed that in this session, you know, what you were trying to do with that. And there are two things I really liked. Well, first, the thing I wanted to also note that the thing I liked about Claiborne and his mythos in this session was like, I, and also I, I really just enjoy the Dale, the way you've kind of portrayed his senses mm. being fundamentally different from human senses. I was really happy for that opportunity yeah. to show you a little bit of how he perceives the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the world is clearly very different for him than mm -hmm. it is for us. And, and, I, and that was very interesting for me, both in ways that are interestingly helpful and in ways that are interestingly not helpful. Uh, <laughs> that's, always been, that's always been entertaining. Yeah. And, and another thing I, I loved um, just in general was that... Um, I feel like our group represents kind of different ways of being in the world. Mm. Like, and there's a nice tension and balance both in that. Like, mm. I think Claiborne feels to me like a character who is very much about like the, like experiencing the earth, but in a material, like concrete physical sort of way. As we play, I'm learning that perhaps Claiborne's greatest strength is in his perceptions. Yes. Yeah. Been more helpful than any of the single physical things he's done. Yeah. I think and I do like the sense. fact that there's been danger and we've never seen Claiborne like engage in combat or really shown any aggression, but we've also seen like the sword and everything. So there's all this thing where it's like Claiborne could be very dangerous and yet he never really is. 
and it would be kind of, and I think that's kind of interesting this fact that like Claiborne just has like so much like self-control and and I think in particular like with the setting and like the Celtic and whatnot you kind of get like the Celtic myth and a lot of it is like things are heating up and the person who wins is the person who grabs the weapon first and has like the first strike and you get um, what is it, the poetic Ada and different stuff, and like there's this premium on um, shooting first, so to speak, not shooting, but like grabbing the spear and taking out your um, opponent before they have a chance to react, because you kind of saw this what it was going to be, and how Claiborne is resolutely like the opposite, that Claiborne kind of remains. Um, non-threatening and somewhat inexplicable where like things kind of attack Claiborne and he gets wet and a little bit less effective, but like he just sort of endures everything. And that's kind of fun to see as a character. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, 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 oh, go ahead, that's go specifically something that I'm going for with Claiborne mm -hmm. um, and uh, forming the blade out of his hand. Mm -hmm. that was pure theatrics because it's made of mud <laughs> and and so he was going to approach the the figure in the web and use the blade to hold the spider at bay as he uses his hand which is uh -huh. actually useful to right. try to undo the web oh, nice. um so yeah that uh he he wasn't actually planning to use it as a weapon mm -hmm. it was pure deterrent and and one thing I like with your character, John, um, with uh, Cecile, is this idea that Cecile kind of has this um, raw, raw, like Surian people kind of thing. This sort of um, somewhat like jingoistic, like the the Surian like way is the best way. But like in your interactions, like he's a little bit critical, but at the same time, he's kind of young. And I think there's like the beginnings of like um, admiration Aww. for some of the parts of like humanity hmm. and like of you, but it's like he doesn't know how to like express that. And so it's like this constant like, well, how do you guys think about this? Because this <laughs> is Syrian philosophy. And, and Keegan just being like, well, this is how we do it. And him being like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I think I. I think Kian would never admit it out loud, but he does find the the gentle, curious criticism to be actually kind of endearing as much as he probably is frustrated at the same time. Um, in the way, I think, like you said, like there's sort of a childlike, like not in a childlike in intellect sense, but in childlike in terms of like mm -hmm. inexperience with right. this culture. And, and and I was and it's kind of like, you know, what I was saying earlier is that the three of us have different ways of being and like Claiborne is kind of like being in the world physically and I feel like um, Cecile and Sisyphus but more Cecile is kind of experiencing the world with this sort of passive curiosity mm -hmm. with just kind of letting things happen and, and just kind of letting things like he wants to know so he's acting on the world but it's more of a I want to learn right and Kian is a very human person who is like, I am going to control this. I need to change this. Right. I need to work this. Um, which, of course, is going to get all of us in trouble. And I'm looking forward <laughs> to dooming all of us with that human ingenuity. But <laughs> How would that happen? So, so any, um, any hurt or help toward each other? 
from that? Um, I mean, I think you were thinking there was a little bit of hurt with uh, <laughs> Cecile kind of like needling you and being somewhat difficult and a little bit cowardly at certain points during the adventure being like, yeah, I, I mean, mean I, you know. <laughs> I used up a hurt, but I could always use another one. <laughs> so I could see, I could see Ken, I could see you having hurt toward Playborn. Um, yeah. I could see Cecile having a help towards uh, Claiborne, just because Claiborne was his ride and kind of his protection. And Claiborne kind of did a lot to sort of shield him, kind of facing the spider with his body and trying to kind of be um, the the sort of clay or brick wall between him and harm. Mm-hmm. Actually, So I could see a help towards Claiborne coming out of that one. Sure. I think I I think I will take a plus one hurt towards Claiborne because of the blue white of the skeleton in the doorway and the builder oh. the builder light after you know the the dream that uh, Cecile yeah. had with the get out and the builder hates all of us uh-huh. um, yeah so I think that could be interesting in the future and Claiborne do you have any Lingering stuff towards your companions. Um, I I think he's he's learning that not only are his own um, perceptions uniquely useful to the two situations, he's also learning how. Is by by the reactions to the world of his companions, he's learning in what ways his perceptions are limited. Hmm. Um, and so that could be a form of help. I, I'm noticing um, what's interesting to me is that not only do I think we're learning about how Claiborne sees the world differently, but I get the sense that Claiborne is also learning how he sees the world differently from everybody else. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I get the sense in the past that he just sort of accepted like humans are weird and they, I don't necessarily understand every single thing that they're doing or why they're doing it. Uh, but, but I think that there's more of a, Oh, there's a there's a fundamental difference in how they, as in the rest of humanity, also see the world. And I do think it's interesting with Claiborne. Originally, I thought there was like sort of this dark secret underneath that he was kind of keeping from the group, and we were kind of discovering little bits of it. And then increasingly, I'm getting the feeling that there's this dark secret underneath that Claiborne doesn't really have any idea about what it is, and <laughs> We're sort of like <laughs> noticing it in Claiborne. Claiborne's, oh, that's interesting. Maybe that's why I'm with you guys, so I can figure out what this, what this is kind of thing. So several years ago, when um, uh, uh, the the Marvel film of oh, did Paul freeze? Uh, no, no, I'm here. moving again. Okay, but Paul, you're 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 a slide you're show right now. again. Okay, 
Yeah, you're a slideshow. Probably connection problems. Um, uh, the the Marvel film, um, not not the Avengers. Who who are the outer space Guardians, team of Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy. When that first came out, um, Paul saw it long before I did, and he said, "Okay, it's stupid fun. You really need to see this film." because there's a character in it that you would have made up and played. Groot. So, <laughs> so regarding, um, yeah. So yes, Paul, I did consciously uh, make um, Claiborne in that mold. Um, and uh, regard the, regarding what uh, Claiborne is learning about himself through the percep perceptions of his uh, um, uh, of his companions, I can only say, you are important and I will follow you. That's also kind of the beauty, the potential beauty of understanding your difference is that when you understand how you are different from somebody, then you also gain a better ability to empathize and understand that person because you know where they're coming from. Yeah. Yep. And that's kind of what we're doing here in this gaming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so is that. that a hurt or is that a help toward one of your companions for your character? Or I, I would the the most powerful effect on Claiborne was um Cecile's uh emotional communication. Hmm. So that'd be a that'd be a help towards Cecile. That's definitely a help towards Cecile. Oh yeah, nice. that must have been a really beautiful moment for Claiborne because that was a moment of like unfiltered communication where it was like what you were saying and what you wanted to convey was received in basically exactly the way you wanted it to be received, which I imagine is rare for you. Yes, and it's bittersweet though because at the same time he's he perceived things that he cannot normally perceive which is right. your emotions um, and that th i think that would be exquisitely painful to him mm. and not not in a negative sense no but it would be exquisite yeah mm -hmm. like realizing there's colors in the world that you can never see kind that, of thing. That, yeah, realizing what you're missing and before it goes away. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like uh, one of those YouTube videos of a colorblind person putting on those um, color amplifying glasses. Mm -hmm. and, and then uh, stepping on the glasses. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's some colors for you. Yeah. So thank you and welcome to the end of episode six, part one, the spiral of a marriage of serpents. The homicidal part of me is just slightly disappointed that I didn't get to choke the spider to death in water <laughs> in dry land. <laughs> I'm sure you'll have an option to choke something. Oh, I'm sure. The serpent is patient. Gone, gone <laughs> the down, serpent is patient. <laughs>